The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Welcome to this episode of Hunting Home with Blake Hunter. Blake is a realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate, offices in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and Omaha, Nebraska. Blake, welcome back, sir. And uh, how's the uh, early winter going? Well, we're kind of midwinter now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so far so good. You know, time's flying. We'll be back in our regular swing of things, I think, in spring here before we know it. Um, so, you know, we're we're working on our goals still. We're planning for the year and we're just reaching out to people to have those conversations about what 2023 is going to bring for them. I'm curious, how often do you get uh, requests or inquiries about uh, someone wanting to purchase a home versus uh, selling a home? How On the purchase side, how often does that happen? Well, you know, most of the time people don't think about selling until they've already thought about purchasing. They, they already know what they want. And so the selling is kind of sometimes the back seat because they say, hey, I found this property that I want, or we, we need to get a larger home, or we're ready to downsize. And so they're usually reaching out because they want to go somewhere, and the sale is kind of the back seat. Now, the other scenario that I work with, a lot of people that are your first-time home buyers, and so the sale is not even in the picture. They're only looking to buy. And, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast with Having that listing appointment, you know, things to look for in an agent when you're going to sell, but we really haven't talked about what you need to do when it comes time to buy and how that works with the real estate agents. And I just, just in the last week, I've had a couple situations that made me think of this and why I think it's important because I don't think a lot of people understand how it works with real estate agents and agency and how we get paid. Um, when we're just on the buying side. And so thought it'd be a great topic to cover today. Well, as people are driving by and there's signs in yards if a house is for sale, there's always going to be a sign there of some sort. And there's a phone number on the bottom of that sign. Is that the number to call? Well, it can be. If maybe that's your first opportunity, you're just driving by, you haven't spoke to a real estate agent about your plans. Um, I know we discussed that when Emily was on the podcast about, you know, in her area, uh, she has a lot of that going on where people think that JC a sign in the yard, they need to call that person. That's not necessarily the case. You can call, that is the listing agent that has that sign in the yard. And yeah, you, you can call that listing agent. I have, you know, that's kind of the beauty behind having the listing as a real estate agent as well is not only do you get to represent that seller on that sale, but you also have the opportunity to find a buyer for that property as your sign is out there in the front yard. Um, but that isn't necessarily how it needs to go, especially if you have a plan to be home hunting and you want to look at multiple properties and you have more of a plan in place, especially if you have a home to sell, you're going to want to work with one real estate agent that's going to help you do both and have one fluid transaction where you're only dealing with one agent to help you do that. A lot of times, if there's enough listings, then I would imagine that as you're dealing with a home buyer, 
you are showing a lot of properties in the same day. So they can kind of do a apples to apples comparison with different properties, different parts of town, different styles of homes, that type of thing. Exactly. And that's something that, you know, an agent learns when they're with that, with that person or that family is, you know, it takes time. It takes multiple properties to kind of learn exactly what that, what those people are looking for. Sure. They can tell you, Hey, we're looking for a ranch home, a three bedroom ranch. Well, that can mean a lot of things. And you can go in one and say, okay, this one is way too much updating for us. And we don't like that. And you learn that as you go through different properties. And that's just one of the things that a buyer's agent will do for you is find those potential properties that they know that you're looking for, send them to you, schedule a showing for you to go look at them. And then also while you're at that showing, maybe be able to point out some red flags, things to look for, and understand what your needs are before you even ever go to that property to look at it. Because if they if there's something in that property that the agent knows that is not going to work, why, we don't need to waste our time to go look at that if we know that's an absolute no. It sounds like the best way to handle this is to do a little legwork on the front end before you've ever started looking at houses. Sit down with you, go over your needs, wants, what's at the top of the list, what's at the medium part of the list, what are you willing, what do you want versus what are you willing to let go in order to get into a house right now? Exactly. I, there needs to be some consultation and that'll really help you get off on the right foot. And it, it eliminates the waste of time of going to look at properties that probably aren't really even going to be fit for you. You know, a lot of people might not know, okay, so I'm just starting from scratch. I don't have a home to sell. Where do I find that buyer's agent? You know, where do I go? I just tell people, ask a friend or family member Someone you know has dealt with a real estate agent, and there is a referral there that someone can point you in the right direction. Have that consultation with them. If it's a good match, it's a good match, and maybe you can move on from there. Um, I'm really talking on this side of things as kind of just the the working side, not the legal side of agency. Because when you, once you enter into a contract, you do have the legal side of agency that that agent and that broker is representing you in the transaction. What I'm speaking about is you know, more of the preliminary having a buyer's agent to start helping you move that direction. And I will point out that there are agents that will have you sign a buyer's agency the moment that they start working for you because what people need to understand, and I think if people understood this better, there wouldn't be as much confusion behind it. But when I'm out there, any real estate agents out there working for a buyer, we're spending our time in our effort for that buyer, and we're not necessarily getting paid for anything. And so if you put a lot of time and effort and showings and, and scheduling things and talking with that buyer, then you kind of expect that relationship to form if you're doing a good job. And ultimately, if there's no nothing legally in place as agency, that buyer can move on to someone else the next day, call a listing agent, like you said, call that number on the sign and write a contract up, and leave you in the dust. And that's what that creates that kind of that bad situation and why I think it's important to um, explain this a little bit because I've had multiple people reach out that didn't understand that, hey, we want to work with you, but I, I went ahead and called the number on the sign because I wanted to see the house and I didn't understand that you could show me the house. I thought I had to call that number on the sign. So there is, I know that there's some confusion out there about it. 
the things that you're talking about is a mentality that I used to have 20, 25 years ago when I was just getting around to purchasing my first home and I didn't understand it. I thought that the only way that I could purchase a house was from whoever was on that sign in the front and it wasn't, I, I couldn't use anyone else. That's what it was. That's the person that's selling the house. So I have to go talk to them. So it's not an uncommon thing. The reason I know different now is because I've been through the process a few times. So I know now, but I didn't then. Yeah. I think that, you know, as real estate agents in general, we take those things for granted because we're used to doing this day in and day out. We know how this works. We don't really think twice about it. But if, if you don't, especially if it's your first time, you've never bought and sold any property, how would you know? Um, especially if your parents had never bought and sold any property or it had been a really long time. Um, so all this leads back to the whole point of doing this podcast in the first place was creating a trusting relationship and having someone you can go to that's going to do the legwork for you that you trust, that know, that is representing you in your best interest. And so that's where you should start and take advice from a professional in the professional that'll point you in the right direction. I kind of get the feeling from uh, the different podcasts we recorded and the times that we've spoken outside of the studio that you take a certain amount of satisfaction in with working with first-time homebuyers. I do. It's rewarding. It, it can be definitely more work at times, um, but I really enjoy the education piece to it, and I really thoroughly want people to understand what they're getting themselves into. As much as I want to have a deal come together, I also don't, I really don't want somebody to get into a situation that they don't want to be in. And like I've said before, you know, our business is made out of referrals and out of comeback business. And so, you know, I plan to have a long career. And so I know that doing those things and, and doing what's best for my client is always going to be better for everybody at the end. It's not about the short term sale. It's about the big picture. And uh, I think that especially in this day and age, it can be very easy for people to get themselves in situations that they don't want to be in, whether that's overpaying for a house, you know, not taking um, the best advice from somebody that's just trying to put that sale together. So ultimately, you know, back to my point is talk to someone that you trust, talk to someone that maybe your friends and family have done business with that they trust and you know is going to point you in the right direction. I think that's always a good start, a starting place. If anybody that you need to work with, whether it be a real estate agent, whether it be a contractor, uh, anything along those lines, start with people you know and see if you can't get some recommendations and some uh, conversations with someone who's had a good experience before. Also understanding that not all two people aren't going to mesh yeah. And there, I'm sure that there's been times that you've met with people that ultimately they went a different direction because every person can't get along with everyone. It just doesn't work that way. Yep. And I think an, an important thing to mention is, you know, I think a, the other thing is people think, okay, I've, I, I'm using this agent. Uh, he or she is going to help me purchase this property. But then once again, it kind of is the same thing that we've talked about, like on the listing side is there's so much that goes on after that initial contract is accepted. So a buyer's agent is also going to help you negotiate inspections, just like you would on the selling side. Uh, you have a home inspection. There's certain things that you want repaired. That's something that your buyer's agent is going to help walk you through. 
that agent should attend the inspection with you as well, the walkthrough. That way that agent can see everything that's being pointed out by the home inspector and has a better understanding of maybe what to or what not to ask for as repairs. They're going to act as a liaison, you know, through the whole process, doing the communication for you to the other party. Um, That just simplifies things so much because it takes the personal element out of it, I believe. Um, They're going to coordinate, you know, they're going to coordinate all the things too, the, the, the inspections, the appraisal, everything that your lender needs. There's going to might be some communication between your lender and your real estate agent. And at the very end, that real estate agent should help you do a walkthrough before you close, make sure there's no red flags, you know, hours before you close on that property. Sounds like you're doing an awful lot of work and you are not the one representing the seller. So I'm assuming you don't have control of the commission. How are you getting paid with all of this work you're putting in? Traditionally, a buyer's agent is going to get paid out of that seller's commission. So if the seller um, and the seller's agent, the listing agent, is charging a 6% commission, part of that is to go to the buyer's agent. Um, Typically, in our area, it's 2.4% payout to the buyer's agent. So just same thing as, you know, the listing side that we've talked about before is a buyer's agent is not getting paid until that deal closes. And so there can be an awful lot of work go on at the end of the day, no money. And I think that's the important thing to point out here is why not have somebody as a buyer working for you if you're not paying anything out of pocket? Have somebody that knows what they're doing, do all this for you, guide you through this process, explain things to you because you're not paying for it. And so why not? You know, why not? Why not? And then why not have that person that you trust doing that for you instead of just calling some random person that was on their names on the sign? I think that being a source of information is so valuable. I'm thinking back to when I sold my house uh, in 2022 and things were happening that were just causing me to have panic. And I just kept getting told over and over, which by the way, I hadn't met you yet. That's why you weren't representing me. But the, uh, I, I think about what was happening then and it was, it, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I've seen this before. Everything's going to be fine. And trusting someone else that's already been through the process and understanding that this person is not going to get paid unless this deal goes through. So they are just as heavily invested in this as I am. Yes. And, you know, I, 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 hesitate to say this, but sometimes we are, in a sense, kind of a therapist. <laughs> oh, don't, don't. I know. You know I know you are because you know, I experienced we try, it. We try, we try not to, you don't want to really be too much of a therapist, but there's a lot of stress that goes into buying and selling and having somebody that is um, doing this on a frequent basis that understands, hey, these things happen all the time and that can deliver a message in the right way to not stress out that buyer or seller, you know, that's that's what you're ultimately paying for is someone to take that stress away from this deal because moving is stressful enough and you don't need to add anything to it through the transaction. And so that, that agent is going to help you navigate the whole process and kind of take some of that load off your back. I can't imagine that if I was having to do all of the work that you do during that entire process and, and everything that I was doing on the house at the time, trying to get it ready to sell, I can't imagine where the time would have come from. So obviously there's a huge value into reaching out. And if you're in the market to uh, purchase a home, 
get an agent. And as you said, maybe that phone number is a good starting point, but that's not uh, ultimately uh, the direction that you have to go. Just uh, find somebody to represent you and go that direction. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't mean to make the, the sign sound like a negative thing because that might be where your relationship starts. Um, you know, I've had plenty of people call me on a listing and I show them the property and they say, you know what, thanks for showing it to us. This isn't the one for us. But that does, it's a starting point for a relationship to learn what they are looking for and then ultimately work for them and get them something down the road. Well, great information today, Blake. I appreciate um, you taking the time to come in and share all of this with us. And also, we're looking for more listings. So just uh, if you're thinking about selling your house, it's a great time to do it because there's just not a lot out there right now. Conversations are free, no obligation. Uh, Let's chat. Blake Hunter, realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, offices in Council Bluffs, Iowa and Omaha, Nebraska. The podcast is Hunting Home, and we thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week with another. Until then, take care.